If you hadn't been coming and keeping up, uh, we've been preaching through the book of Ruth concerning marriage. And I know some of you are tired of hearing about it. Well, if it's not for you, it's for somebody else. But um, for sure, it's for married folk. It's for unmarried folk. It's for folk who are married and glad of it. It's, it's for folk who's not married and glad they're not. And uh, it's for those who are looking and can't find. Um, the Word of God will speak to your heart with the right attitude. Um, you'll notice the sermon title this, this morning, First Sight. So I just want to I just want to tell you as we get into this, um, in 1962, I was in the Boy Scouts and had been for years. And um, in those days, also there were Cub Scout dens, and a Cub Scout den was supposed to have a den chief, and the den chief was a Boy Scout, and I just happened to be the local Boy Scout for two den chiefs, two Cub dens. One, my Aunt Zoe, um, had uh, Cub Scouts, and I was her den chief. And then, Len's mother became a Cub Scout leader, and I got invited to be the den chief. And you know what happened after that? I spotted a little blonde-headed cub. <laughs> she wasn't in the Cub Scouts, but she was in the house where the meeting was. And the rest of that is history. I was thinking about my date life. Hey, I don't have a thing to brag about my date life until I got with Lynn. Nothing. The only reason I done it is to get her mad so I could get back with her as quick as possible. I never will forget. She, we had exchanged a lot of things, and she had a lot of my stuff. You know how you girls used to be? You wanted their jackets. You wanted their ring. And you remember those shirts with the little loops on the back? Oh, they had to have them. They had to have chewing gum wrappers. And you remember all this, don't you? You remember it. You did it. Don't, don't sit there like, I never did. You did do it. I guarantee you done it. You had all that stuff, records. And I remember one day we got into it there in the carport. She went in her room. She come back and she did not hand me that stuff. She threw it at me. I gathered my little stuff up and went home. Well, but a few days later, her mama calls. Oh, Lord, what in the world is she doing? Well, I thought it might be something to do with the Cub Scouts. She said, you're going to have to come down here and talk to her. Says she's in a room, she won't eat, and she just won't study, and you're just going to have to come down here. Wow, mother-in-law. <laughs> Y'all remember that song? I wish we could play it right now. Mother-in-law. Well, you know the thing about it, y'all, if you haven't gotten married and you're going to get married, don't you forget the mother-in-law is part of the deal. Well, I went. We made things right. You know, it was a lot of fun making up. Wasn't near as much fun breaking up, but it sure was a lot of fun making up. Ha, ha. I'm glad I did. Oh, my goodness. God's good. All right, you see the scripture up there. Love at first sight, Ruth chapter 1, verse 22 through chapter 2, verse 8. If you would like to stand in reverence and honor of the reading of God's holy word this morning. So Naomi returned, and Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, 
which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning when they came. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her happiness came about like this, was to land in the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. And then said Boaz unto the servants that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the, and the servants that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and, and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning till now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter, not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for this love story. Thank you for this commitment. Uh, thank you for the faith that is exhibited in the scriptures here. And I pray that you'd help us to incorporate these thoughts into our own marriages, that they might become better than what they are. And God, will love you and praise you for all you do, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to me carefully now. This is not going to take long. You know how the doctor says, this won't take long. Being in the right place at the right time with the right attitude makes all the difference in the world of who we might marry. <clears throat> Remember, things may not be going well in your marriage, but think about this. In heaven, there'll be no marriages. You don't have to worry about it there, but hang in there for this till it's over. Well, some folks said it's not over till it's over. That's the truth. It won't be over till it's over. Lynn and I, it's amazing, just discussing this morning, she said, who would have thought 46 years ago we'd still be together? Only God. Hey, only God. And as I said, I think back in our younger years and how we progressed along and <clears throat> how we were discussing the other night where we lived and how many times people have moved. And I said, well, Lynn and I have only moved twice. We moved from the house that we built before we got married, you know, God blessed us with a, with a, with a seven-room brick house before we ever even got married. And then we were able to move in that house, and from there we moved to Earl's Grove, and from Earl's Grove to where we are now. I hope we don't have to move ever again. I hope the move next will be to heaven, because moving is not fun to me. 
I like to get settled in somewhere and just hang in there and be all we can be where we are. Well, let's think about love at first sight. First of all, listen to this now. God faithfully, listen, God faithfully orchestrates his plan for our lives. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. Where are we walking today? A lot of folks say, I don't care where I'm walking. It don't matter where I'm walking. It makes all the difference in the world where you're walking. We need to be careful. We need to be cautious where we're walking because God has already ordered the steps of a good man. Now, when I think about that, I want us just to look at um, Boaz. What kind of man was he? First of all, God moved at the right time. Now, what I mean is, in verse 22, it says that Naomi and Ruth arrived in Bethlehem at the right time. You know what time it was? Barley season. These two ladies had been, had been coming out of poverty. I mean, they had left Bethlehem because of a famine and had gone down into to, to Moab, the sinful nation. And then Ruth... Uh, I mean, excuse me, Naomi, she was pricked in her heart by God to say, hey, I need to go home. I just need to go home. You know, today, there's a lot of men that need to go home. Today, there's a lot of ladies that need to go home. I'm talking back to the marriage. They need to go home. Now listen, it may not be possible, all right? You may have done giving it all you can. And if you have, then the best thing to do is pray and ask God's will to be done. Because some things aren't like we would like for them to be. So when we think about uh, this uh, at the right time, which was the harvest time. And these ladies need to harvest enough grain to see them through this, this hunger period. And so not only do we see them at the right place. Uh, at the right time, but they moved, uh, God moved in the right person. Now, Naomi, um, she had a relative. She told uh, Ruth, she said, I got a relative here. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm really not sure, you know, I, I think I'll recognize him if I see him, but his name is Boaz, and he's a, he's a kinman of ours. He was a kinman of Elimelech. He was out of the same family. And so we, I want to look for him. He will help us. I know he will help us. And so God led them here to rescue them from poverty. Now also, not only did God move in the right time and the right person, but he also moved in the right place. In verse 3, for the, for, listen, for the Christian things just don't happen. I believe in, in providentially things happening, okay? I believe that God orders things, all right? I'm talking to Christians. You might say, well, I can't get a hold of this. Why God's doing the way he's doing? Listen, if you're saved, just trust God with it. We don't have to understand it all. If you had told me when I surrendered to preach that I'd be moving to Oconee County and, and doing this and that and then later being where I am now, hey, I may have run. I may have took off in the other direction. And, uh, but thank God, you know, he don't give us information to mess us up. He gives us information to help us through 
whatever we're going through at this particular time in our life. And I like the way the Scripture lays it out. The right time, the right person. And, and listen, not only the right place, but there's also he moved in the right way. When we look at uh, verse 5, it, it says, Then said Boaz unto his servants that was set over the reapers, Who is this girl? I mean, hey, he had done caught eye of her. And truth be known, <clears throat> she had caught eye of him. You see, Naomi had a plan also. And I believe God revealed that plan to her. Naomi, if you'll just get back home. And if you can coach uh, Ruth to go with you, you're not going to believe what's going to happen. I can't reveal it all to you right now. But if you'll just go back home, things is going to be better, I promise you. So, we see that God orchestrates our lives in every way. So it is very important to be at the right place, at the right time, in the right way, with the right attitude. Secondly, you see, God prepares and guards his provision in advance. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. God does. And it's God that will that orchestrate tomorrow and bring it all together and keep it there. When I think of, of, of marriages that have broken up, listen, I praise God for that other mate that continues to be faithful to God. That's the best thing you can do is remain faithful to God because God said, I will see you through. I have a plan for you. I haven't dropped the ball on you. So please, y'all, Hang in there. Do the best you can while you can. You see, uh, what do we know about this man, Boaz? Well, if we read the scripture there, and, and some of this stuff, you might say, well, I don't see it there. I look at, at um, what, what I see with Boaz. He was wealthy. Boaz, he was wealthy. And he is not only wealthy, but he was strong. The Bible says he was strong. He also... He was a considerate employer. When I look at there at verse 4, I like what verse 4 says, chapter 2 says, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers. That's his workers he's talking to. He says, The Lord be with you. I appreciate the good job you're doing. I really appreciate it. And hey, they knew that uh, Boaz loved them, and they responded, and they answered him, the Lord bless thee. So we see uh, that uh, Boaz was wealthy. He was strong. He was a considered employer. But he was also a virtuous man. That means good moral quality. Good moral quality. Girls, you're looking for a man. You look for one with good, strong moral characters. One with faith in God. And we see that in uh, Boaz. He was a man of faith. Don't run off with some hick somewhere and say, well, I'm going to change him. No, you ain't going to change him. Hey, I married Lynn for what she was. She married me for what I was. She's tried to change me. I've tried to change her. We can't change each other, but we have learned to love each other. <clears throat> so don't think you're going to change them. If they don't change beforehand, they ain't going to change afterhand, Okay. I love motorcycles, and most of you know that. I mean, I just love, mo I love the smell of them. I mean, I do. I just, there's nothing that smells like a Harley-Davidson engine. I don't care what you got. 
At one time in our marriage, I probably had, I had six motorcycles at one time. My friends say, I don't see how you do that. How you do that? I say, what do you mean I do it? Well, you married? I say, yeah, I'm married. Well, my wife won't let me have one. You got six. I said, listen, son, I got it settled before I said I do. I got it settled. That means, hey, and I told them, you'll never go hungry. You'll never not be able to see a doctor because of a motorcycle. I sell every one of them. Well, I'm down to one. (laughs) Uh, hey, I, I'm down to one and it's got three wheels. I don't have to worry about holding it up. But it is what it is and it's what you make it. Boaz had his eye on her. You see, you can think of it any way you want to. Well, that just happened. No, it didn't. God was working in Boaz and God was working in Naomi through Naomi into Ruth. And we won't get all the picture in today, but I want you to understand that, uh, you know, God orchestrates things, and God guards these situations. But thirdly, listen, God directs the paths of the righteous. He directs the paths of the righteous. Um, I want to just, uh, read uh, verse 2 and 3. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go into the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight. here. In whose sight I shall find grace, love at first sight. And she said unto her, this is what Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Go, my daughter. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. My mother-in-law's done gone on to glory now. I never, ever had a first crossword with her. Not one. I knew the house rules. And I didn't, I didn't even think about breaking a house rule. I knew what they were. You have her here in this house at 11 o'clock. We were always there by 11 or before. Not one second after 11. Trust. I built trust. And I loved my mother-in-law. And the last three and a half years of her life was spent in our household. So I don't see how you stood it. I just loved her. I just loved her. And Lynn will tell you, she trusted me more than she did Lynn. She did. She was a good mother-in-law. I can say the same thing about Lynn's daddy. Never had a crossword. Just a good, solid relationship. And so Naomi says, go, my daughter. Let me tell you something. If you've got a good mother-in-law, you need to thank God for her right now in your heart. You need to say, God, thank you for my mother-in-law. I'll say this, a far and few between. Hello? Come on, y'all. Where are you men at? My goodness, if both are good, men and ladies, we all got mother-in-laws. But I still, you know, nothing to do with my mother-in-law, but I still love to listen to that song, mother-in-law. I, just, I love that song. Sent from down below. It wasn't true about mine, though. It wasn't true about mine. She was a, she was a good lady. But God directs our paths of the righteous. Ruth, Ruth here, she demonstrated, listen, Ruth demonstrated a consistent life of obedience. I want you to listen. She believed in the Lord God. In verse 16 of chapter 1, this is where, uh, this is where uh, Ruth says to Naomi, your God will be my God. Now, you've got to picture this. You've got to go back. Ruth came 
out of Moab, a, a heathen nation where they worshipped a God that sacrificed human beings. But when she came out of there, married one of Naomi's sons, and then those sons, both of those sons and the husband died, Ruth says to Naomi, I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to live where you live. I'm going to worship where you worship. Your God's going to be my God. And the next verse says, I want to die where you die. Wow, what a relationship that Ruth had with Naomi. And so I see this there. She believed in the Lord God. She waited patiently. And she said, I'm getting up again, Naomi. Mother, I'm getting up again. I'm going to the cornfield today. We did good yesterday, but I want to tell you something. Don't you tell nobody. I saw him looking at me. I saw him looking at me. I believe he's got his eye on me. And I imagine Naomi said, well, don't, 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 don't push it. Don't push it. You let him do it. When he puts a hook out there, chomp down on it. Hey, put it in there. She waited patiently. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Boaz, Boaz lived a good, moral, quality life. And so did Ruth. A good, virtuous life. Good, moral quality. Where did she get that? She got it through Naomi from the Lord. Because Naomi set an example for her. And her saying, follow her. People say, I don't see how they get this and put it in their weddings. Well, it's a good thing. I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to live where you live. I'm going to worship who you worship. I cannot imagine today, I cannot imagine today in a household where one person's lost, a husband lost, or a wife lost, and other saved. I cannot imagine living like that. And some of our people do. Some of them do. But I'm trying. I, I mean, I, I, I talk to couples, but everywhere I go, if I can talk to couples and find out, hey, is everything okay? Are y'all in church? Well, I'm not. He is. Or I, I'm not. She is. And I want to know why. You know, what is the problem here? You're going to stand before God and answer for the way you live, whether you're married or not married. But you're also going to answer. I, I'm going to answer. And Lynn, too, we will answer for our marriage. For how we lived it out, how we set the example for others. Another thing about uh, Ruth, she was sensitive to God's leading. I want to read back, I want to read verse 3 of chapter 2. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field. Her, her happiness would have been to light on the part of the field blowing to Boaz. I'm satisfied Naomi and Ruth prayed about it that morning. Lord, put, put me in the right part of the field. Put me in the field where Boaz is over. And I'll keep my back bent. I'll keep gleaning. But I mean, I may be peeking. I'm going to be looking. Last of all, listen. Love at first sight. God blesses his people in ways it cannot conceive. Men, I want you to do something. Ladies, just sit still. Men, I want you to think about your first sight of who you married. You don't have to. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and tell me where it was. I'm, you don't have to do that. I just want you to go in your mind this morning. Your first sight that you saw your wife. Just think about it. Now, for those of you who are dating, hey, think about the first time you laid eyes on her 
Think about that. Love at first sight. Think about it. Listen, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to marry anybody that didn't believe like I believed as far as the Lord Jesus Christ goes. Believe in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost of God. I wouldn't want to tie up with anybody that didn't. But I know some of you are. You're already tied up. Say, what am I supposed to do, get a divorce? No, for goodness sakes, don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, I tell you these sermons can be helpful or harmful. One man told me after a, a, a Sunday before last, after a preach, he said, I went home and tried what you said. He said, I went home, I kissed my wife, and I bit her on the ear. Says she went into shock and passed out. <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth or not, but that's what he told. I ain't going to tell you who it is. <laughs> Both of them's are giggling right now. Might have been true. So let's check the ladies' ears to see if they got teeth mark on them. But listen, <laughs> I'm serious. God knows where you are. And he wants to help us. You know, Lynn and I, far as I'm concerned, we have a good marriage, but it can be better. It can be better. And we, we work on it being better. You know, in our, in our first church, a couple in that church, I can't remember who they were now. I'm sure Lynn remembers, but they left an example for us. They said, hey, every Friday night is our children's night. You know, we give them a choice, where y'all want to go, what you want to do, and we do that. On Saturday night, it's our night. We have a date night. And so, Lynn, we, hey, that, we, we had two boys. We started doing that. On Friday night, we give the boys an option. Where would you like to go tonight? What would you like to do? And that's what we do. But Saturday night, unless there was a death or terrible sickness, hey, it was her and myself. Now, we didn't go out and spend a lot of money, no. But just to be time away, just to have time together. I can take you to a little side street in Anderson between Main Street and Murray Avenue. There's a little cut through. I worked at Harper Brothers, and Lynn worked for a dentist, and we rode to work together. I'd take her by her work, and I'd go on to mine. We packed our lunch every morning together, and every... 12 o'clock come, I walked out the door, got in the car, went and picked her up, and we went to that little side street and parked on the side there, didn't have air conditioning in the car, rolled the windows down, and we ate our lunch together. Memories. Think about the memories. When, when things aren't going well, think about the memories. You know what a problem with a lot of couples today? They don't have time to sit down and talk. Hello? They don't take time to talk. He said, well, he won't say nothing. Yeah, he will, too. You stick him with a pen, he'll say something. Ouch! What's the matter with you? You know, hey, talk. Spread it out. Well, God blesses in more ways than you can expect. We look at the scriptures right here. Unexpected, unexpected provision. You see, Naomi and Ruth, they were getting more than they bargained for. They only come there so they could have groceries. But you remember, Boaz said, Told, told Ruth said, look, hon, don't you, I don't want you back out in the field working hard. I want you to stay right here with my maidens every day. You stay right here, work alongside my maidens. Not only unexpected provisions, but there was also unseen presence. You see, the greatest blessings that they are that God bestows on his people is making his presence known to them. Making his presence known. 
God, what would you have me do? What do you want me to do? Sometimes when plans don't work, all hope seems to be gone because we have strayed away from God. Now, if we're with God, he may send us on a detour. Okay, and I think back about this story. Why in the world did Elimelech, why didn't he just sit down and talk to Naomi and say, darling, what are we going to do? I don't have a job. I'm out of work. We don't have food. What do you think we ought to do? He didn't incorporate her at all. He said, we're going to Moab, man. That's where we're going. Y'all get your stuff packed. That's where we're going. I don't want no ifs and buts about it. And you see, when they got down there, it wasn't there long. He died. And then the two sons went off down there and married Moabite women of the devil, brought them home. They too died. And then we see the plan unfolding toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, without Christ, you can forget it. Your marriage is not going to be any better than your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And your life, if a single person, is not going to be any better without Jesus Christ. He is it. He is number one. He is the first in the morning, first in the noon, first in the evening, first at night. He said, I want to be first, not second. And the problem with a lot of us sometimes, we don't put him first. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you touch hearts, touch lives right now. Lord, you know in this congregation, you know who needs what. Lord, I pray in your holy name, your power, your blood might be upon every individual in this room. It might be upon every marriage that's represented in this room. For our guests that are in the house today, Lord, you know them. You know why they're here. I pray that you'd bless them today because, God, we realize and know without you, we are nothing. But with you, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're lost.